Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello all. Welcome to the afternoon here on Ausbiz. Great to have your company for the call live from our Barangaroo studios. This in the next hour, we take a look at 10 stocks plus a stock of the day that I pick. I put them to uh, two experts and we do it all in 60 minutes. Great to have on board today, David Novak from Wealthwise Education. David, good to see you. Good to be here. Thank da- you. David's been mumbling into his computer screen. So, whoa, the market's down to 50 points at 50 the moment. 50 points, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. taken a bit of a tumble in sure the last is. hour or so, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Mark Morland from Team Invest, how are you? Fabulous, fabulous. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't look so much on the daily... I don't look at the daily I'm going, I, just, I'm what's, what's I, I can go for a week or more without even looking at the uh, market. No. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. really? Yep. I looked at it this morning because I had to because we've got questions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. That, Remember, that's what, we're, we're investors at Team Invest, <laughs> not yes, traders. Yes, yes. <laughs> and <laughs> that's why he has a full head of hair because he just <laughs> does not worry at all. Uh, look, let's get straight into it because these two blokes always have a lot to say and it's really good stuff. So uh, let's take a look at the first five stocks we're looking at in the first 30 minutes. Accent, uh, Group AUB, Integrated Research, Virtus Health and CarSales.com with some great questions from viewers attached to those suggestions. Uh, my stock of the day, I thought we'd take a look at Linus Rare Earths, uh, reporting record production and sales in the uh, fiscal third quarter as demand for the specialised metals at mines surged amid a, a global push to electrify vehicles and curb carbon emissions. Looking ahead, the company expects demand for rare earths to remain strong, particularly in the automotive industry, as companies pivot towards clean energy to tackle climate change. Um, shares down a bit today, down uh, just over 1.5% general trend of the day. And as we've mentioned a lot on this program, rare earths aren't that rare, except outside of China. And that's giving companies like this a bit of a boost as the Americans um, and Europeans go, Ooh, we don't want all our rare earths um, in communist countries. So uh, let's encourage investment into, uh, into Western producers. Mark Mullen, what did you think of the, uh, the result and, mm. and the stock? Well, Linus is not a company we've ever followed. Right. So put that on the... Yep. So I don't know it in detail, but I had a look at their report. I mean, obviously, the uh, rare earth prices jumped significantly, which yep. has really boosted their earnings. And they've got plenty of cash. It passes all of our filters um, on Conscious Investor, except for stability of earnings growth, which is about 45%. We need at least 60%. So it doesn't, pa- right. doesn't actually pass, but um, it looks pretty good. If you And I think the... I think they've got a strong tailwind behind yes. them uh, for the reasons you said. Um, and there's obviously going to be a trend. There's a, there is a trend now to countries wanting to be more self-reliant and have mm-hmm. all their eggs in Russia or China. Which sort is, of a strategic yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah, so it makes yeah. sense. But that, that's, been, that, that's been playing out for a long time. I mean, I used to be an investor in Linus about 10 years ago, 12 years ago right. or something before I got serious about my investing, as in 
right. you know, being more um, looking for more um, certain returns. Right. You know, okay. Whereas, so Linus is more speculative from our point of view. But look, it looks pretty good. We're showing it if it can maintain its EPS growth rate at this level, which is a big if. Uh, you know, get about it's about a, we're showing about a fifty percent per year return. Fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Because wow. what you've got, you look at the earnings versus what you're paying for. Yep. It. Yeah. They've got to keep it going though. Sure. And I'm not saying they will. Right. And I couldn't possibly predict it. Because yeah. it's it's a commodity. It's a commodity. Yeah. Yep. But on balance, I think it looks pretty good. Okay. But not mm. a team investor. Okay. So you you have your your red and your green. Yeah. So it's a, so it passes in greens um, uh, on everything except stability. Okay. Yeah. All right. Which it fail it. We'd never look at it as a formal review for that right. reason because we we're, we're rules based. Right. So okay. we makes life simple. So it's a no for you under the filter, even yeah. though it passes your filters except for one. Right. Stability. So they all have to pass yeah. every filter. Yeah. Okay. David? <laughs> well, um, look, if you're um, a lucky holder of this stock, I mean, I looked at this yeah. stock, I thought about buying it when it was $1.60 in 2020 and took my eye off the ball and oh. wow. look where it is now. Yeah. You know? um, so um, I like Linus. I think it, it, the quarterly report, the March quarterly they released this morning was very strong. Their, the rare earth price they're getting per kilo yeah. went from you know sixty five dollars an average price per kilo, and in March quarter it was one hundred and forty four. Yeah. So they're getting some great margin on on their product, that's for sure. And there's a lot of demand for rare earth, of course, in different applications in the automotive I- industry and cameras and you know you name it. Um, the only question I have about the trend here is it's uh, pulled back sharply, as you can see there on that chart yeah. that we just saw a moment ago. Um, you know, so it's on valuation. It's eight point eight billion. Haven't paid a declared dividend yet. Yeah, uh, no doubt they will. Um, and of course, like Mark was saying, it all depends on the on the commodity yeah. uh, that they're selling. Of course, so um, I like it, but just on valuation, I'd prefer to buy it at a lower level. Right. Uh, it's a it's a hold if you've got it. Yep. Um, or take some profits if you bought them at much lower levels. And yep. there's always you know. I so where's that entry price for you? Around. That's a good question. That's what I was just looking at. In fact, if look, if it got back to about, there's a big support level uh, just below nine dollars at eight dollars uh, eighty right. is a good level there. Uh, the, you don't want to see it go below eight dollars twenty. That's what they call right. the fifty-week moving average. So right. if you're looking at long-term trends, that's been in place since since it uh, moved up across above the fifty was back in July August two thousand and twenty moved yep. above them what they call a 50-week moving average and it's it's stayed above that so if you really are looking at eight dollars uh 20 would be a great area a great to buy, for to it. buy. Yeah. okay uh, but you wouldn't want to I'm see it um, close below that that right. moving average okay all right let's get into our uh, first stock which is uh a little more traditional this one from uh peter uh peter wants a view on accent group which is the uh a uh, big retailer of sports and fashion footwear. It's athletes' foot, sketches, hyper-DC, platypus shoes. Um, and Peter says, uh, currently very cheap. However, FY 2022 will be a disappointing year for earnings. It's moving more into discretionary clothing compared with being a large footwear provider in the past. Over the last 10 years, net profit margin is hard. Debt's increased materially. Is it investment grade stock to consider? Um, Mark Morlin from Team Invest. Uh, yes, well, AX1 is definitely a uh, Team Invest wealth winner. Yep. So the answer to the question is yes. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm a shareholder as well, so I'm right. biased. Right, okay. Uh, and I'm a very happy shareholder because I bought a whole heap in uh, March uh, 20. 
you know, right. after the big okay. drop in COVID. Drop, I, I, yeah. My yeah. big mistake was I didn't buy enough, but yeah, yeah it's, it's been a fabulous uh, investment for us. To answer the questions, they're good questions, is the earnings dropped by 50% uh, last year. This is after having an EPS growth rate stability of 97%. So Accent has been right. linear in yep. its earnings growth, running at about, um, uh, sure, what is it running at? Running so at they've had the stability that Linus hasn't exactly. had. Right. Exactly, so under that just under 16% a year average EPS growth rate. Remember, earnings per share is what drives your ultimate returns. Yep. So share price is opinion, yep. and then it's, it's the earnings are then paid out as dividends or reinvested in the business, and the PE is obviously the earnings yep. multiplied by the price, over the price. So uh, Accent Group's been spectacular. Last year they took it a 50, 50% hit, and the reason was massive store closures ma- mandated mm. by government in Victoria and so on. I, think, I can't remember the number, I think it was over 200 stores were shut for right. you know, eight months of the period yep. or something. So re- massive hit on their uh, earnings. Their online sales have been growing very, very fast and very strongly. Uh, the earnings dropped down to seven cents, so very conveniently, exactly half what they were the, in 2021, mm-hmm. um, which was 14 cents. Right. So if I put 14 cents back in, which I see absolutely no reason why they won't immediately go back this year to their pre-COVID uh, level, right. um, then it's very cheap based right. on that basis. The PE hasn't come down that much. And the reason is people aren't, you know, there's enough people out there that recognise that uh, the earnings drop is temporary. Right. Uh, the other comment was about the debt yes. uh, going up. Oh, sorry, yeah. the other one, e- return on equity's gone down by half. Just Profit margin is hard yeah. and, okay. and debt's increased. Now, what that was, was they merged with, uh, Accent merged with uh, Athletes Foot. Right. And so on. The athletes, foot, athletes Foot had the, a much higher margin. So when they merged, they bought into a lot of other shoes which had lower margins right. and different business models. Yeah. So we knew that was going to happen. Right. So that was nothing other than a growth. They grew the business very significantly. So earnings went up anyway, but their yeah. return on equity went down, profit okay. margin went down a bit. Still good. Yep. And then the other one was debt. The main change on that is the accounting changes in 19, where all the leases went right. on to uh, long-term debt. So but, a, a lot of people may not realise that, that, mm. that with retailers, yep. you know, your debt isn't just bank debt. No. It is because you've got a lease. It's the capitalised value of the value lease, of the, the lease. term of the lease. Yeah. So if, you, if you're paying $10,000 a week, or $10,000 a year, say, for a lease, and it's a 10-year lease, that's 100 grand on your debt. Yes, right. Nothing's changed other than no. the accounting treatment. Yep. So a lot of retailers now fail our debt filters, but we look, look beyond that. Right, okay. You take that into account. So at these yeah. levels, it's a buy. A buy. David? Uh, well, I go back to, um, I'm a technician, plus of, I combine the fundamentals and right. the technicals. Yep. I do like the fundamentals of the business, um, where it's trading at, it's not expensive. Um, I mean, they have um, had some headwinds, like, of course, with COVID, they had to close down, I think, 400 of their... 400, was it? Sorry. Yeah, of their yeah, 700 yeah. stores. Yeah. Um, plus, you know, there, there's supply challenges out yep. there. There's labour shortages. There's low retail, um, you know, foot traffic uh, that you're seeing. at the, So if they, that can turn around, then, yeah, the, the earnings growth... I mean, even though they had all those headwinds, not head, uh, um, headwinds, issues. yeah, yep. issues... Um, they still had a, a revenue gain of 23% in the corresponding period, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, their dividend sustainability is a question mark, you know, as long as they can turn the earnings around. But the trend is the thing, again, that I've discovered over 35, 40 years, is I'm not going to fight the trend. I do like the valuation, but I'm not going to buy because of the trend right. until I see a change in sentiment. Uh, in the stock, and that's something I've discovered. So, so what you're saying is, because of that horrible-looking graph, absolutely, you will wait until it starts to blip up. Yep. And you're happy to wait 
Yep. Um, you know, even if you miss the first five or ten percent. Absolutely. Um, whereas Mark, Team Invest, isn't that interesting? As we you don't. Were we don't. Before. We don't look at it that way at all. No. So no, we no. look. What we, the way I look at it is, how confident am I that the earnings per share will yeah. grow? And I think David brought up some good points there. The, uh, there are some challenges in retail. Right. They also had the benefit of all of the uh, government stimulus, which was a lot of that would have been spent on shoes. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. had a really good COVID, yeah. let's put it that way. Yeah. I think, though, they've also added, I think it's 120 stores. You obviously read it. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. They've yeah. added in the last year new right. stores. Yeah. So they're increasing their capacity yeah. as well, and the management is excellent. Yeah. So just lastly, I yeah. forgot before, we didn't mention the question asked about moving into clothing and so on. Right. Uh, I have no idea other than I have absolute confidence in their management, yeah. know what they're doing. They're all yeah. seasoned retailers. Um, uh, Brett Blundy bought in you know, nearly $100 million in cash a couple of years ago. Yeah. He was, yeah. he was sanity and then bras and things. Yeah. He's, um, he's, he's, he's a, a brilliant retailer. retailer. So this has got a A-grade yeah. management who know but, what they're doing with a great track record, so I back them. Yeah, the, the point I make is the different styles yeah. of investing, yeah. both like the company, yeah. basically it's the timing. That's yeah. it. You're more in terms of that short-term timing of when to time your entry, yeah. whereas Team Invest says, hey, we just go by the filters. Yeah. We, we really don't care if it's... Uh, gets a little cheaper in the, in well, the we, next we, we, couple we like of months. Cheaper, or go. cheap is better. Yeah, yeah. But we're investing for the long term. And also the way we look at it now, if it's cheap now and the price goes down another 10, 15, you buy more, assuming right. you want to yeah. put more capital in. Yeah, we yeah. average in down, right. whereas David averages in up. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. For, and the reason it's less important from a timing point of view, we're long term. Yeah. So I'm looking at it on a five-year yeah. horizon. It makes yeah. no difference. You look back yeah. in five years, it'll be like, yeah. Which, Five cents, ten cents, don't make a difference. Which both are really valid ways yeah. of investing, but it's, I find it, that's why I love these panels, because yeah. it challenges you in your thinking, and there's no right or wrong way of doing it. They're just different to suit you as an investor. Absolutely. Um, David Chiara wants a view on AUB Group. It's the, uh, the big insurance provider mm. across... Uh, Broking, underwriting, and risk services. It's sort of a roll-up, isn't it? Yeah. A bit like um, Steadfast is the other one, isn't it? Uh, listed on the market. Uh, yeah. Think. Well, yeah, they're, Steadfast. You know, they they've got that insur insurance broking network, yes. and you know, it seems to be out there. They're dealing mostly in the small to medium-sized enterprises. Yeah. That's uh, their target market, and um, there's a, a fragmented market out there which suits AUB. But look, they're they've been very steady on their uh, return on equity has been very good and um, you know they've they've been you know they're on a well a small dividend yield of two and a half percent fully franked but look they're very steady as it goes and you know their their profit forecast here is um, I think I was just reading it earlier was something like 72 million going forward 72 to 74 is their forecast uh, going ahead um, is that right or maybe I've got the wrong but yeah no look they're they're on a uh, still a fairly high, high multiple of about 23 times earnings. The trend is very positive here. So look, for me, I'm not adverse to holding this and even to, yep. to buy it as well. Okay. I think uh, on the trend and just with their steady earnings growth and the outlook statement is very positive. So this yep. ticks a lot of boxes. Mark? Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a solid company. Uh, they, they buy um, insurance brokering groups and so yeah. on, and it is mentioned as a roll-up. Yeah. They provide back office and uh, underwriting advice and a whole uh, right. hip. It's, it's, it's a very solid, we know the management quite well. There's mm. a new CEO started about 18 months, two years ago now, I think it is. Right. Um, but look, the only problem with it is we're showing a trailing PE of 30. Now, the trouble with that is their EPS growth rate is currently running at about 7. 
So 7% growth is okay. There's yep. nothing wrong with 7% growth, yeah. but you don't want to pay 30p for it. Right. So what that means is then I look forward and say, well, I like the business, it passes our filters. Uh, what am I going to get over five years? I'm rolling five years and I'm showing it um, delivering negative um, 1.75 on a margin of safety and 3% on our default. Right. And if I want to buy it at a 10%, which would be the absolute minimum I'd want, yeah. um, it's $16.79. So say 16.80 uh, buy price. It's currently uh, at the moment it is 22.89. So yeah. it's, there's nothing wrong with the business. Solid yeah. business. It's just way too expensive. And if you look at the P range, yeah. we have green is the bottom quartile, middle's fifth, black is 50%, and then red is top quartile. It's at the very top of the red, oh, okay. which just is a very simple. Obviously, <coughs> yeah. it's really expensive. So yeah. why would you buy it? Yeah, but if you owned it, yeah. I wouldn't say you'd sell it. Yeah, yeah. But if you wanted to get out of it, it'd be a good time to get out of it if you if you if you wanted to. Yeah, right. I, I totally agree with that that, that sentiment because it, it is showing it's overpriced for the growth aspect of it. So let me come back up. You'd be a holder if you already had it, yeah. but you wouldn't be rushing to buy it right now. If you could get it at lower levels, it'd be right. much better. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, John wants a view on integrated uh, research, which is the the big IT. Uh, company, they're in critical IT systems for uh, big business and lots of government clients, I think, and telcos and airlines and banks. Uh, John says, um, I'd be interested to hear an update. Uh, share prices continue to decline significantly from around $4 to 77 cents, around 80 cents, I think, this morning. Any reason this is not a buy, Mark? Um, it's a very good question. We've actually expended a lot of energy on IRI yeah. within within yeah. Team Invest, and it's, it, we've got very over many years too. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, no, yeah. we've been long term. It was a great investment. Yep. So it was definitely a wealth winner. It, 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 most of our businesses did really well in COVID. Right. This is one of the ones that didn't. Right. Uh, and in fact, it was like a bit of a perfect storm oh. uh, for them. Okay. They had um, now what they do is they don't do IT. What they do is they provide monitoring of critical systems. Yep. So they've got all the big banks in the US, American yep. Express. They've got an absolute global blue chip client list. Like you know, you look at it, and go, wow. Yep. The companies now, I think the market cap's only about a hundred. Uh, where are we? Hundred and and thirty nine million. Mm. So with this drop in share price, because yep. it's gone down from like four dollars down to seventy cents. So it's yep. been absolutely massacred. Yep. Their earnings uh, got hit. Big time because one of the problems is they're migrating over to a SaaS model, yeah. uh, whereas they, at the moment a lot of their systems are on premises. Right. You know, if, you think, if you think a bank, yeah. a bank's not going to use cloud for security on all their uh, controlling, monitoring yeah. all their systems. Yeah. You know, that's very dangerous. Not that they yeah. won't, yeah. but they tend to have it on the mainframe. So a lot of the um, um, IRI's uh, work is on premises, cool. They're starting to shift off, particularly for less secure things like uh, Zoom, video conferencing, and mm. they're growing that market. But what happened in COVID is all the big firms who have contracts with IRI uh, focused on solving their immediate problem, which was how do I deal with all this staff are working from home and right. how do we secure it all? And IRI couldn't do any of that because right. they didn't have anything for that. So they, all they did, a lot of them, is they renewed their contracts for a shorter period, right. like one year instead of seven, right. uh, just out of expediency. And lots of, did it, lots of them did it. Right. And that smashed IRI's earnings because their earnings, the way they uh, bring their income to it, when they get a contract, they bring the value of the contract in as income. Right. Okay. okay. Now, yeah, yeah. This, is the du- this is the double-edged sword. Yeah. It's okay normally. Yeah. But in this case, then, of course, their profit crashed. However, their cash flow didn't. Right. The cash flow was more or less the same. Right. So the market looked at that and went, what? Yeah. And they lost a couple of clients. There was a change in management. 
There was, uh, then there was a question of had they missed out on cloud computing, because yeah. uh, a lot of people don't understand the business. Yep. And it looked like they were coming really late to the party, which wasn't really true. But right. So it has, it has been slaughtered. I've bought some down here. Oh, so, okay. But that's more, for me, I'm in the minority. Right. The team invest. Right. Now, on with saying it's a buy. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is it's a, uh, a bit of a, it, well, it's quality, it's been a quality company in the past. I think it'll be fine. Yeah. But that's my opinion. Yeah. It'll yep. come back. Yeah. And then I'll probably get 100% of your return or something on it if that's true. Right. Uh, I'm still looking at it on five years. I'm not trying to trade it. Sure. Uh, but at the moment, I'm underwater. Right. what I paid for it. So right. some members agree with me. Uh, most would say, well, why do that when I can put money into CSL and get 14% with uh, 98% reliability? Yep. And you go, yeah, it's yeah. a good, good question. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes to psychology and so, psyche. But so from, from your sort of, um, and Team Invest um, is quite conservative investors, yeah. this would be a more riskier, the, I'm the, riskier I'm end of the... Of absolutely, the, absolutely, the absolutely. And, and that appeals to certain members yep. uh, like me, like how I would never buy it. No, okay. He might still have some from before. Right. You know, and then whether he would sell it or not, I don't know. That's a different question. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> David, what do you think of um, integrative research? Well, uh, look, it just doesn't tick my boxes at all. Yep. Um, you know, and again, if you follow my rules here about when to enter and exit techn okay. technical rules, I would have been out of this stock, no kidding, at $3.40. That's right. it. Yep. See you later. And these are rules that are proven and tested over yep. 25, 30 years. Yep. That I know so, so it's a good business. So fundamentally, uh, here's another one come up on the ticker, similar technology one, I suppose, as well as a, a good Well, you know, the, the, the CEO of Integrated Researchers was from Technology One. He was ah, the right. COO of te oh, Technology the new that was, that was Research. That was, a, that, was a, that was a plus from our point of view. Right. So why wouldn't you... You know, great company charts at rock bottom. Yeah, you think it's got further to go? Well, I don't. I, I don't have a crystal ball. Right. All I do is follow the trend. Yep. See, one thing I've learned: by trying to predict the future. It's. it's you can't a, do it. You yeah. can't do it. Nobody yeah. can do it. Yeah. Nobody can do it. Yeah. I mean, you can to a point where you could say, okay, if this business is generating X return, you know, return on their equity, their assets, and they're growing whatever product or service they're offering, you can project that into the future right. as long as you know I look at the cash flows of businesses mm -hmm. and I look at return on equity and then what am I paying for that business yep. and then I look at it what, what's the where do I buy this yep. you know on the chart so the chart for me tre the trend overrides everything yep that's what I've learned and it's it's cost me a lot of money to learn that lesson <laughs> and I don't fight the trend and right. And so I don't try and predict when there's, I just let the market tell me, mm. you know, and I can tell when I look at the volume, I can tell when it's crossing up, you know, I'm using, you know, standardized, if you're a technician, you've been around for a number of years, you use standardized moving averages. They're, they are a very good indicator, right. knowing when the sentiment changes. Doesn't sure. matter what I think, mm. yeah. I, I can think the business is yep. fantastic. It doesn't matter what I think, it's what does the market think? Mm. That's the bottom line. And yeah. I'm not gonna argue with Mr. Okay. Market, <laughs> I've learned that. But okay. I can see the potential. I've got yep. it on my watch list. Yep. I'm ready to buy it. Yep. I can see definitely, it's not a bad business. I mean, they've had some you know, the disappointing numbers and growth. Uh, you know, that's why the share price has fallen. But I can see there's a possibility of a turnaround here. Yep. Uh, absolutely. So you put well, it on the watch list? I put it, definitely put it on the watch list. And you know, they've got some cash in the bank, which is always good. Yep. You know? um, there's no debt, so yeah. you know. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. 
Let's take a look at uh, Ava wants a view on Virtus Health. The, uh, they're in uh, medical daycare procedures, uh, diagnostic and fertility services. Yeah, well, they're under a takeover offer yeah. right now. They had yeah. BGH and now they've just been um, trumped by, I haven't looked at this uh, business at all until I just glanced at it before yeah. coming in. And their CapVest have made an offer for a scheme of arrangement takeover of $8.15. It's trading, I think, last time I looked marginally above that. Yep. To me, that's fully valued. I mean, yeah, yeah take the money and run, yep. unless there's a higher bid. But geez, I, I think at the multiples, like the earnings, mul the PE multiples that uh, this company's who were the takeover target, uh, takeover offer is really fully pricing this, mm. you know. So, I mean, you might get a higher offer, uh, but for my money, I would, I would be more than happy to take the money and run on this. Well, hopefully the management take it and not say, oh, it grossly undervalues the company. Yeah. No, well, they actually said they're recommending they okay, take it. Okay, good, right, because they're wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we've yeah. got it showing returning, at the currently on its IPE in the red, it's returning negative 3% a year. No, oh, okay. So, so yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's never done really well. The earnings have been very flat, but it's not, it's not bad, but it just yeah. hasn't done well. It's very, it fits into that mediocre class of companies, right. which we don't like investing in. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the offer as And well. if someone's paying over the odds for it, let them have it. Their luck. Let him have it. Perfect. All right. Now, Heath wants a view, uh, Mark, on carsales.com, the big car sales uh, platform and, and digital marketplace. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's been a quality investment. This is a company that's got a, uh, in Australia, it's got very strong moats. Yep. You know, the moat meaning, you know, above Protection. describes the castle and the, the yep. moat is the, uh, the uh, channel around it, full of, you want them full of piranhas and crocodiles, meaning <laughs> competitors can't take your business away. So what car sales have is a network moat yep. and they dominate the industry, yep. just like REA does. Yep. Yeah, that's another example. Yep. Uh, Amazon's got and a massive Seek. network. Yeah, Seek too. Seek so you so yeah, get one ones. major player yeah. in each space. They, so they get, all the, they get the lion's share of the money that comes in. Yeah. Uh, people think they make their money out of advertising. They actually make their money out of commissions, uh, lead generation. They, they charge the, uh, the deal. car dealers, I think, $38 a lead. Mm. So when you click on it and say, give me the uh, phone number for the car dealer, ding, 38 off your credit card. Yep. Uh, that's how they make their money, which is a great model. Right. So great business, uh, passes all our filters except return. Um, it's got, it's, it's international businesses are growing quite well. It's not a business I've really uh, looked at. It's definitely a team invest company. Hmm. Um, I've got me some members who are super enthusiastic about it. I just think it's um, a bit too um, expensive at the moment. And the return's showing about 4% a year at right. the current price. So to get, if you wanted 10 on it, and this is a very reliable business, yeah. uh, you couldn't pay more than 1491. Right. to get a 10% on our, on our, on our modelling. But apparently their international businesses, and I don't know them in detail, are actually, some of them are looking very good. So there's, yeah. there's, there's potential got, upside where the earnings might pick up again. They've it's, got Latin America yeah, and Korea apparently right. is a good it's, one. It's very them. difficult for Australian companies. They get, you grow a 20% a year compound, in about a decade or 15 years, you're, sort of, you're the dominant player in the market. Yeah. The only choice you've got then is to go overseas. Yeah. And when you go overseas, this is now not a new concept. You have to buy someone who's probably losing lots of money yeah. and then pay big bucks for it. Yeah. And then that brings exactly. down your returns in Australia unless you can make it work. Right. That's the okay. problem. It's not just them. It's Sure. Yeah. Good company, too expensive at these levels. Yep. David? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, and again, following the charts here, this was a get out at $24. Right. And it's, it's not a buy technically. So... I mean, it, the, the, the problem is their, their return on equity has halved in the last year. So, um, you know, they're still trading on a pretty high earnings multiple of what is it, 30 times or something. Yeah. Uh, um, 
which you know is or 40 even so you know i just can't buy it on that yeah. on that on the valuation plus they uh, made a takeover bid for a u.s company um yeah. that they they raised 600 million dollars for and that's diluted the capital as well mm. and shareholders one thing i can tell you shareholders do not like is when their shareholdings diluted <laughs> from more capital raisings you know yep. so they you know so right now it's not in favor it's great business yeah but you want to see a turnaround in their u.s business as well before sure. I, i'd want to see their next set of numbers coming yeah. out but again trend is not your friend right now all right let's recap the uh the first five stocks that we've uh taken a look at so far liner stock of the day a no from mark um, from David, um, it's a hold if you're in it or take some profits. Um, if you want to, if you want to buy Linus, sort of a price around eight dollars twenty would start to get him interested. Accent, um, a yes from Mark, a no from David. Uh, AUB, a hold from uh, from David. Uh, Mark saying uh, good business, but you know it would need to be around that sixteen eighty seventeen dollars to justify the price that it is at the moment. Integrated research, uh, a yes from Mark, uh, a no from David at the moment, because based on the chart, but is on his watch list, a good company. Uh, Virtus Health, take the money and run, uh, with the uh, the takeover offer, uh, the purchaser is paying over the, the odds, so uh, take your dough. And uh, car sales are no from both. Uh, on the team invest filters, it'd need to get uh, down to around fifteen dollars for them to be interested in it. Uh, good company, but pretty expensive at the moment. Uh, here on the call, we've been tracking our own high conviction fantasy fund, which is picked by our investment committee. The latest episode of the committee meeting is live on the platform osbiz.com. So let's check out the uh, portfolio at the moment. JB Hi-Fi, ProMedicus, Linus, and Incitec Pivot were added to the fund this month joining the original stocks and 20% in cash. Uh, so far, the fund just since the 1st of March up a quarter of a percent. Uh, keep sending in your requests for the call because that's the first filter for stocks to go up to the investment committee. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while. And although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools. Plus, our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. All right, our next five stocks that we're going to be taking a look at. Beacon Lighting, Adbury, Magellan, uh, Grange Resources and Hanson Technology. Um, Lee wants a view, Mark, on uh, Beacon Lighting. Um, uh, Lee says, expanding operations through a store rollout, online growth, including international and increasing focus on trade. Company has increased earnings, has been a consistent performer since listing in 2014. Of course, the big lighting retailer right the way through Australia and a bit overseas now. Yes, uh, we have we have looked at it and we like yeah. retail as a, yeah. an area. It's not one of the ones we're interested in within retail. They had a very good COVID as well. Yeah. So their return on equity uh, actually been dropping after listing. It went up a little bit and then went up to uh, about 36 and then dropped down to a low in 2020 of 13, which is still okay, but mm. the trend was down and their earnings 
were pretty flat. Sales were growing, but earnings were flat, and they actually dropped 220. Then they had a really good COVID. So their yeah. earnings have jumped up. We've got to be careful with that because yeah. then you then, and we had the same question we had before when we were talking about uh, which one were we talking about? Where accent. yeah, accent group. You know where you then say, well, this is an abnormal situation we've been in. So yeah. how do I deal with it? Yeah. And I, I think a good way to do it is take it back to where it was before right. COVID. Plus, add a bit more for the stores and their online business because they've improved. Yep. Uh, but it's probably not where it's starting at the moment. And then it's already uh, the PE is already quite high at the moment at. Um, uh, at uh, 17, which is for retail, that's high. Yeah. Uh, and uh, off a very large increase in earnings for the last year. So for me, it's just too too expensive. It's quite a yep. good business. There's nothing yep. wrong with it. Uh, however, you know, the earnings growth pre-COVID was not good. And right. It wasn't spectacular. It was flat. Yep. So it wouldn't have justified any more than a, like a 7 or 8 PE in my view. So you, uh, because I think last time you were here, you were saying JB Hi-Fi is on 11 or something. Yeah. So this is on a high PE. Well, okay, look at it this way. Even with the big upsurge in COVID, their average growth rate's 5.7 per right. year. And uh, JB Hi-Fi, just by comparison, JB Hi-Fi is uh, 20.2. Right. So okay. JB Hi-Fi has been growing its earnings 20.2 uh, average over the last six years. That's the six right. year. Okay. With, the, with the COVID yeah. spike on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say 15. Why do, why do you like retail? Why do, uh, you two reasons. Two reasons. Like retail as a you know, they call it discretionary retail, but it's not really. I mean, everyone's got to buy shoes and, yeah. and stuff. And, and it is to a degree discretionary, but the main reason is all the PEs are low. So you're looking uh, at, you're looking at uh, when Amazon came in originally, retail got smashed. It never seemed to recover from it. It was yeah. like there was this expectation that Amazon was going to eat everybody's lunch and send them all broke. Yeah. All of the good retailers, which we're talking about, now are competitive with Amazon. Right. You know, with cost delivery, speed, everything. They've, they've apps, it, Amazon was the best thing that happened to Australian retail. Yeah. Uh, but the PEs now range from lows of 8 to 12. Mm. It is cheap. That is the same mm. as what their PEs were before we had free, free money and interest rates going down to zero. Right. So you go back to less 208 and so okay. on, they have not changed. Where everything else, most of them have doubled yeah. or tripled. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Look yeah. at Prometicus, 150. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Great yeah. company, but... Yeah. yeah, so from a risk point of view, let's say interest rates go up now. Yeah. Um, why would retail go down if it's on a P of 10 or 12? Because the yield is still going to be really good. Mm-hmm. So in, in a okay. higher interest rate oh, environment, there's a lot less risk, in my view, on retail than most other sectors. Oh, that's right. But don't put all that money into retail. Oh, no, no. Overweight retail. Let's right. put it that way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, David, what do you think of Vacan? Oh, look, it's been a great company, great earnings growth, um, especially if you picked it up at the COVID lows. I mean, it was 50 cents, went up to yeah, 350. Yeah. It's, 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 right now, it just seems to be holding trend. And, you know, their, their, their return on equity has slipped from 38% to 32%. Still 32% return on equity. It's not overly expensive. It's 16 times multi, yeah. earnings multiple and reasonable dividend yield at around 4%. Um, at the moment, what the chart is telling me, I just allow what the chart tells me right now. And if you look at that chart, see it's had that big dip, yeah. and then it's recovered, and it's just holding here at the moment. Where it goes from here is it's it's uncertain. That's what the market's saying right now. It's not a buy, it's not a sell, right. it's a hold. Right. But uh, you know, I think the market's waiting to see what their next set of numbers are like, uh, okay. are like and what retail sales are. Like that's what that's what's that telling me right now. And but it's not like you're paying too much for it. But it's certainly uh, the market is definitely reflecting its. Uh, it's not rushing out the buy it right now. Let's just right. wait and see. Hold, okay. you know, actually, actually, there's a lot of stocks out there like that right now. They're just holding trend, yep. waiting to see the next set of numbers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
All right, it's going to be an interesting earnings season coming up, that's for sure. Um, Rob wants a view, David, on Adbury, the old Adelaide Brighton cement. Um, Would you believe it's been in construction material since 1882? (laughs) Um, Just uh, concrete, concrete products, cement. Uh, It's headquartered in Adelaide, of course, and as as you head down the Port Road to the Mecca, of South Australian football, which is Alberton Oval. Uh, you see the big <laughs> cement works on that. It's like the Taj Mahal of Port Adelaide uh, is the cement works at Adbury there. Um, yeah. As a kid, you'd always go by it on the way into town and on the way back again. Uh, what do you think of Adbury? Uh, look, it's, um, <laughs> it's not After me. that big build-up of <laughs> sentimentality, you've got to say, no, nah, it's a dud. <laughs> Well, I can't get too excited about concrete. No. <laughs> it's, um, you know, it, and their numbers don't excite me. They don't jump out at me like, yeah. wow, I've got to buy this tomorrow. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're reasonable. Their, their four-year results last year was pretty good. I mean, you know, earnings was um, 8% up on revenue. Before tax was up 18 and after tax, you know, 25%. They're not, they're not chubby numbers. Um, you know, it's not expensive. I mean, they're paying a reasonable dividend yield, again, about 4%. The trend is just, you know, you just look at this for the whole year. Look at it. Um, It's been, you know, down and then just going nowhere sideways. So right now, there's not a lot of excitement. The return on equity, like I said, it doesn't shoot the lights out. So there's not a lot to say about growth. If you want yield, yield, Mm -hmm. it's it's good for, if you want a steady, better than, I know somebody, they're looking at rolling over their, their term deposit. No. Guess what they're offering? Yeah, yeah. Rollover one percent. One. Well, yeah, that's not bad. Or a year. I don't yeah. know. I, I I've been doing it with with my mother, and yeah. blimey, term yeah. deposits horrible. At but but there's better there's better investments yeah. out there. That's sure. High growth. And, and that and that that's the thing. It's the opportunity cost, isn't it? Of investing exactly. somewhere else. Exactly. That's, You've only got that's, so many stocks. That's the key word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ma, um, it's. It has passed our filters at various stages over the last 14 years, but yeah. not for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and the main problem with it is that their uh, EPS growth rate's been negative uh, over the last six years. So if you actually look at it, their earnings were 32 cents back in 2015, and now they're um, 19 cents. Yeah. Now, they it can be lumpy because it, they're obviously tied to the construction cycle to a degree, but then... Why haven't they done well in the last couple of years? Yep. When you look at what's going on, not to mention in Adelaide, they're the new Royal Adelaide Hospital and all yep. the massive amounts of concrete you needed, yep. but they didn't seem to be able to make any money any, or improve their position. So uh, return on equity is less than our minimum 10 and return on capital is worse. And we're showing you returning negative 5% a year if you buy okay. it at this price. It's on a P of 16, uh, way too, well, you wouldn't buy it because it's got negative EPS growth. Okay. So unless something changes, you're going to lose money. Okay. All right. Uh, Tony wants a, uh, a view on um, the market's falling knife. Uh, and I must admit, I've, I've cut my palm on it as well. Uh, on Magellan uh, Funds Management Group, Mark, Tony has seen a slight lift off the bottom in Magellan's uh, share price. Is this the start of a turnaround? We hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could say hope's not a strategy. Uh, no. But I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I bought some too. Oh, no, yeah, so. And I, I owned Magellan before. And, right. and I bought them years ago when they were about 18. So 
Right. I'm, I'm arguably slightly in the red, but I'm not really because they've paid really good dividends all the way through. Right. And people okay. tend to forget to add those back on. Right. You know, yes. when you look at your returns yep. rather than just looking at the share price over time. Yep. Having said that, the reason why this, it's come off, I, coming back up a bit, I think it's just a reaction of being oversold. Yes. It was a perfect storm for Magellan. Yep. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. First yep. of all, China, the political situation in China um, pushed Alibaba and and, and freaked out the West that they, maybe they could lose their money investing in Chinese tech stocks. Yeah. And, and, and Magellan had significant holdings in that. That was the first thing. Yeah. So that affected their performance. Then we had uh, Cairns, the CEO, left under a, yeah, a bit of a mystery, which we know the story, we haven't got time to go into it now, but it's nothing, yeah. nothing no big deal, no big deal. And then, then Hamish uh, uh, goes divorce, his wife leaves him. Then, yeah. then they lose uh, the massive mandate in the U, from the UK of 20 odd billion. So that set up in play in motion a whole run of the skies falling and this is going yep. to go to zero. Now the, the funds under management have gone from 121 billion odd down to 70 odd. Mm. It's now stabilised it appears. So it looks like what's going to go is gone. And yep. it's now, there's going to be no news lately. Yep. So I suspect that's why the price is coming back a little bit because people are going, this must be the bottom. Right. And that probably is, in right. my view. Bear in mind also, Magellan is one of the most profitable businesses in the country they make 60 cents on every dollar of gross revenue in profit after tax. Right. So they have super low overheads and it means that if their earnings halve, they're still very, very profitable. Right. So at the moment, the PE uh, at the moment is 6.5 on last reported earnings. Let's halve them and say yeah. the earnings are going to go down. They are going to go down significantly. Yeah. Probably not even a half, but let's say they go to half. Yep. Uh, that would be then PE of uh, 14. Right. So 14 for Magellan and the quality of the business and what it is stable is cheap. Yep. So, so I, th I would argue Magellan's a buy at the current level, bearing in mind, and by the way, this is split within Team Invest 60 to 40. Right. So the, the, th the feeling is 60% uh, positive right. on being able to say the business will be bigger and stronger in five years. Yep. That's the question. Yep. Not was it going to bounce back. Right. Yeah. Uh, and 40% aren't. Right. So it's not black and white. Mm. Okay. Mm. All right, you so know you're, you're, like, you're saying at these levels... I'm with the glass half full. Right. Okay. David? Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I remember being on this show last yep. year with Scott Phillips, yep. and I was saying I'd be very cautious when it was up in the $40 yep. price range, and this is what I was concerned about. It broke. You had to get out below at $42. That was the yep. exit. Yep. Absolute exit <coughs> at 42 Right. And then, of course, it's been downhill since then. And you've had St. James Place, which had 12% yep. withdraw funds. Yep. I mean, you've got, you know, um, Lonsec, Zenec and Morningstar downgrading the yep. MFG. So th there's been a race to the exit. Yep. Right? Yep. Now, you could be right, you know. Um, it, 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 there's nine brokers out there have an average target price of $13, which is, you know, um, where it is now. It's 27% above that. Yep. Now, technically, it's, they're st starting to show some life and some interest mm -hmm. in the stocks coming in. It's definitely not a technical buy right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm thinking, and, and, uh, it wasn't long ago when I said I'd have a little bit of a nibble, you know, yep. but very cautious. But look, it's, uh, it's a flip of the coin right now. It could be a takeover target by some yep. of the, you know, Platinum or maybe even Macquarie. It, I think could come in and buy this. Um, right. But we just don't know everything. I think we're waiting now for the next quarterly results and see I how think that'll be good, apart yeah. from the... Right. Well, that could give it a lift. Yeah. But, but, it, but it is a 
a punt at the moment, in my view. It, you could have a small punt on it. Yeah, right, you know? sure. Um, but um, yeah, I'm still cautious. So what about those who are bleeding from a falling knife? Well, you just hold oh. on? I would, I would uh, for yeah, sure. I'd yeah, because it's already, like, yeah, it's, 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 it's down in the, you know, in the, in the basement. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and, there's, and the company's not going to go broke. That's why I was pointing about, about how right. profitable it is. Yep. Yeah. There's no risk in this unless they go, all the money leaves. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And, and it has started to, it's back above the 50-day moving average. So that's a positive. Right. So, yeah, if you bought it, then you'd be in the just asking for a friend. <laughs> I'm declared it. I'm declared it. All right. Um, Matt wants to view David on Grange Resources, uh, um, saying, um, I've asked about it in the past. Just want the experts' thoughts on the company now. Making plenty of cash, holding 450 mil in the bank, paying great dividends, yep. uh, great return on equity. Is there a better value play on the market right now? <laughs> no. This oh. is, I'm a shareholder. I've been right. a shareholder for many years. I know Mark and I were talking before coming into the studio uh, outside, and he said, why is it so cheap? And I can give you the reasons. I mean, this is, would have to be the most undervalued stock in the market by mm. all metrics. Right. I mean, if you look at return on equity, it's 92%. That's incredible. Right. It's on a dividend yield. say it's 9% fully frank. They just paid out two 10 cent dividends in the last three months, fully frank. So it's actually right. higher than that. It's closer to 20%. Right. I bought this stock again, I added to it in October 2020 at 25 cents. Right. Well, it's $1.20 or whatever it is now, yep. 27. So it's gone up. Not only has it gone up by four or 500%, but the dividend yield is just paid for my entry. My, now, right. why do we invest in companies? I don't care what it is. I'm looking for... Are you, where are you getting your biggest bang for your buck? I look at cash flow. I mean, look at the strength of the balance sheet. It's on a 1.4 billion market cap. This is ridiculous. Now, yeah. why is it so cheap? I'll tell you why. Because unfortunately, I've been critical. I've spoken to the CEO about this who can't speak English. He's, a Chinese, he's Chinese. He's doing an excellent job. He's an engineer. Yeah. But he doesn't believe in doing any PR. Right. They don't have an investor relations oh. uh, service, which is ridiculous when you consider the 7,000 shareholders out there. Yeah. But if they did some PR this stock price would not be where it is. It would be double, triple this right. no, okay. easily. Now, right now, you've got to follow the iron ore price, of course, because that's what dictates the trend. Yep. They're yeah. selling a premium product, um, pellets, magnetite pellets. And they've also got a, so they're producing about 2.6 million tonnes. And they've got another project outside Albany, 90 kilometres. Now, they've got supply here till 2035, just in, ta in Tasmania. But they've got this, what they call the South Down project, which is a 30, 40 year, one of the right. highest grade magnetite ores in the world. And it's got all the infrastructure there. Now they need, you know, they, could, they need to spend 1.4 billion. They just did a DFS on it. And they would double, if not triple their production. Right. Now they're looking for a partner. They've got 70% of that. Mitsubishi has got 30. So they're looking for a partner to come in because they don't want to fund the whole thing yep. themselves. But, you know, again, that's a, that's a growth story in the future. But it, everything stems back to what the iron ore, and as we've seen over the last 12 months, particularly during that December quarter, I mean, the iron ore price went up to 230 a tonne, crashed down to 90. Yeah. Now we're back to 153. Yeah. So if it just holds here, even it doesn't matter, anywhere north of you know, 100 bucks, I mean, this company's just going to keep reaping the rewards and for shareholders keep. And you know, that was the other thing I was critical of, paying out dividends. And they've obviously listened. and. Now the returns are there, so hmm. this is a buy. Okay. Uh, you know, as long 
as you the iron ore price that's the thing you got to keep watching like with any commodity stock but to me it's like okay to buy yeah so finances look good yeah but it's a commodity company yeah 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 so, so not, you so have, have sort well, of a natural aversion yeah i have a natural it. aversion to it but yeah. I, I looked at it and said this is on a p of 4.6 and interestingly that's the top of the red yeah, 4.6. Right. So I go, hang on, how can that be? It's 2.4 in the green. Yeah. And that's in the share price you've seen has jumped yeah, up lately. Yeah, yeah. That's an absurd PE for a profitable business. Exactly. It's paying. And then that's why the dividend is so magnified. Right. Because if you whatever percentage you're paying out, the less you're paying for it, the higher your returns. Right. Yeah. So so I'm, I will say it's a buy as well on the from our point of view, with the caveat of uh, obviously if iron ore crashes. Yeah. Yes. It, but it, but it's so low. Yeah. The, there's a massive margin of safety in that. Yeah, right. absolutely. And, and I'm pretty positive on commodities anyway, even though we don't invest in them. But right. if I was going to have some, if I was going to put some money in outside of min, right, in the resources, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd consider this and that because it's because the risk reward is so good. And we want it's probabilities, right, is what you're looking at. And yeah. you can go well, they've got lots of cash. What was it? 450 million yeah. in cash, yeah, 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 as well, yeah, and that, that's yeah. like that's 30 percent of exactly. the market cap of the company in cash, yeah, that's yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, so it's a bit hard that's to a, say it's not a buy. That's, even like, that's like a coal miner. <laughs> I like coal mines too. Yeah. It's like New Hope and Whitehaven at the yeah. moment. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. but management's done an excellent job. Yeah. My only criticism is, and I say this again, I'm sorry. Have PR. Communicate. In, yeah. In, in, communicate. Yeah. yeah, we've got to be turning 35% a year. Wow. Over five years, average. Uh, min resources, it's too late to get into min res though. Oh, I wouldn't so. say that. No, that's I wouldn't a, say that. a good, good run. Yeah, of course it has. But yeah. it's got... It's, it's building. The business is building. Ellison's a genius. Yeah. And yeah, he, yeah. you know, they've. You either love him or hate him. Well, how can you not love yeah, him? Yeah. And they've got, yeah. um, they've just put up uh, the successful drill results for their first major right. gas well, you know, trillion cubic feet. Yeah. yeah. It's just like an A grade gas resource yep. they've got. Is yep. it, all that's not in the price. Yep. Mm. Okay. All right. Let's finish off with Enzo. Um, Mark wants a view on Hanson Technology. Uh, basically a tech company that runs the billing services for uh, Foxtel, for um, um, electricity, for every bill you get from these sorts of utility companies, um, Hanson will be behind it and doing it for them. It yeah, is, it's, it's is a rough description. That's right. Well, it's a family business. Yep. You know, the son's there now, you know, so uh, we like that. Yep. So founder, CEO effectively, or son of the founder, um, it is international as well. Yeah. Now they've expanded uh, all over the world and it's all over the shop. So you look at it, they've got a thing in Czechoslovakia and what yeah. they do is they're buying uh, billing systems in other countries when they're available. Right. But the only negative that we found out when we actually had management in was, I assumed that they standardised them all onto their system, but they don't ah. because they said if they did, then it would cause, a, because the, the um, the customers would have to reevaluate. Like, do I like this new company now? That means I'm mm. able to look at all the market. Right. So they're aware they lose all their, you know, uh, lose a lot of it. Right. So they keep them going. So they've got all these legacy systems, which I went, oh god, that sounds terrible. Yeah. From yeah, a yeah. from an IT management point of view. Yeah. Having said that, it's a solid company. The PE is in the green at the moment, so it's on a 19. Uh, EPS growth rate's running at about 10.6 with good stability. Uh, return on equity is 20%. I mean, all the numbers are good. Right. Uh, we're showing a returning uh, 16.5 per year on, on our default, which has been right. the probable one. Margin of safety, our much more conservative one, 7.1. Right. So I'll say it's a buy. Okay. David? Yeah, look, I'd go along with that as well. It's a soft buy, more of a soft buy mm. for me. Mm. But it's, look, it's- well, It's not as exciting as Grange. Not as exciting as Grange. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nothing is. Gray, this, is yeah. this is safe. Gray, right? Granger's a hard buy. <laughs> yeah. Hanson's a soft buy. Soft buy. <laughs> <laughs> People tuning in. This is a share market show. So, anyhow. Um, you look at, again, I always look at if I'm buying something, the first question I ask is, well, where do I get out if, it, if I'm wrong? Yep. And it goes down. So it'd be $5.30 right. would be my stop loss, if you like, right. uh, from where it is now, okay. which is not far away, 5% or something. But look, it's positive on the trend, um, both on the weekly, daily, plus, you know, it's, it meets all the yeah. uh, metrics and it's not overly priced. No. Um, so okay. uh, strong, strong moats. Yeah, strong okay. moats. Strong right. moats go to Good. reliability of earnings. Yeah. I've, I've loved today. It's been terrific. The uh, diversity of the stocks has been great and, yeah. the, uh, and the questions from viewers have I been said, fantastic I said three well. today. Yeah, I never know. Happened. Which never happened. Never happened. Before. Never happened. I before. usually have none, and yep. maybe one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're really grumpy on most. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy today, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. All right, uh, let's recap the uh, the final five stocks. Uh, Beacon is a hold from David, a no from Mark, Adbury, a no from both. Magellan, a yes from Mark, and a punt from uh, David. So, yes, but a, a high risk buy. Uh, Grange is a hard buy from both um, Mark and David. Well, it's a hard buy. I don't see buy. <laughs> well, well, he said a hard buy. Well, we're going soft and hard and nibbles. And, well, we've got a whole new vernacular on, um, on the call at the moment. Uh, and Hanson is a buy from, uh, from both of them as well. David Novak from Wellswise. Great to see you. It's been a Thank lot of fun. Thank you for today. Yeah, it has Thank been. Mark, Mol- Mark Morland, always a lot of fun with you anyhow. You're throwing all the curveballs, which is terrific. Appreciate <laughs> it. Um, if you have any stocks you'd like us to cover here on the call, put them in an email at the call at ausbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at TV handle. A reminder, you can find all the stocks in the calls portfolio. Head to ausbiz.co forward slash portfolio. <laughs>